The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. Welcome to this episode of the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. There seems to be a real lack of customer service for many businesses today with advances in technology. Big discount mega retailers online shopping becoming the standard for consumers. The human interaction of customer service seems to be disappearing. The service and customer service has not only gone missing for big corporations, but it also appears to be growingly absent from small businesses. I recently had a terrible few experiences with customer service, and today I'm going to go over why there is no more service in customer service. Welcome to the podcast. I recently had some terrible experiences with customer service and with the decline in customer service experiences that that I've experienced, I wanted to research this issue a little farther and see if businesses really care about their customers like they once did. And what I found with some of the information was not only disturbing, but some of it was also encouraging. Luckily, technology has not just been a killer of customer service with no interaction, business chat sessions, and robot answering services. Technology has also played a hand in giving the customer a way to to fight back. If you have an issue with some type of this service you receive when, when making a purchase, there are some things you can do and you should do something if you're not happy with your experience. After all, you are the one that paid for a product or service and you should get what you pay for. Now, unless you've been living on, on another planet for probably the last 10 years, it, it should not come as a surprise that technology has played a big role in taking human interaction out of any customer service. The telephone talking robots, company website chat sessions, and computers now do a lot of the initial work in trying to make customers happy. The problem is much of this artificial intelligence has not really helped pleasing customers. In many cases, it now only infuriates people when they get a customer service telephone line with a command prompt in a robotic voice. The question comes up and that I wanted to actually look into, which I already kind of knew, is why I have so many businesses move to technology for their customer service. And it shouldn't come as a surprise. The big motivation for moving to technology to address business service needs is generally to save money, increase proficiency, and also keep more of the money made. So it's really a money motivator in many cases. Although proficiency is is also somewhat of a motivation, I would say the, the money always, always comes at, at the top. As companies are increasingly moving to a leaner headcount, customer service is one area they are able to scale back. The chatbots, the robotic phone lines, and website help pages have and will continue to reduce the need for more human beings to deal with customer service issues. Technology has also made it easier to keep track of customer service issues and trends to focus on areas that might require improvement. And this has made customer service for many large companies more of a numbers game than it is about the actual customer. The result has not necessarily been a good thing, which I'm going to point out in more detail here shortly. 
Although there might not be much available for statistics to prove this next issue with customer service technology, I, I believe this problem does exist. The one issue with technology and customer service is it has also made many businesses hold on to, to much more of the money they make. It can be exhausting, to say the very least, to go through the battle of customer service robots, chats, and emails to get someplace as a customer to either get a problem solved or a refund. And companies know this, and they know there's lots of people that just finally give up. When customers don't want, they don't want to hassle with bad service to get their money back or have their experience improved, the business provider is the one that wins. Although a lot of the customer service technology hasn't been, been great for the customer, that technology hasn't been completely terrible either. While a lot of technology has indeed diminished the customer service experience for people, it hasn't really all been that bad. The, the one big positive is probably due to all the useful apps on smartphones and things that have been created. These little software customer service geniuses have often been helpful and, at least in my experience, pleasing to work with in many cases. Let's take, for example, flying from one place to another on an airline. The airlines and even third-party providers have apps that let people know when a flight has been delayed or canceled. Also, you might even be able to check in on your smartphone or reschedule a flight. Apps have helped in a lot of ways when it comes to customer service. Technology for payments and refunds has also made the customer experience much better in a lot of ways. The cashless payments of today with credit cards and debit cards make it a simple process. And this to the increasing use of key fobs with payment information and it can be very fast to make a payment or get your money back. Paying for gasoline with pay at the pump, as an example here, you, you never even have to interact with anyone. You just pull up to the pump, put your card in, and get your gas. There can't be any way to deny that technology has certainly sped up the customer service experience in a lot of ways, but at the same time, some of that technology has certainly caused uh, some problems. Today, I'm going to cover some of my personal stories with customer service lately, and I may even go off on a little bit of a rant with these just due to the horrible experience. The big mega retailers and the customer service problem, there's really, there really are some, some big issues. One of the big problems today is the big box retailers have taken over and pushed out many small businesses that might have once existed. Something as simple as finding a hardware store, a person might have had several to choose from at one time. Now you might live in a place where the local Lowe's or Home Depot might be your only local options. The issue with large mega big box stores is sometimes they are the only choice. And they're so big that the customer is just another number. And here is where the problem truly lies in a lot of cases when it comes to the service in customer service. Remember the technology I mentioned that can pinpoint areas of concern for customer service. Big businesses have precise metrics on their customer service. They might have something like a 4% acceptance rate for unhappy customers, and you could be one of those 4%. When this happens, you just become a statistic. It's no longer about customer service, and when a business is big enough, 
They many times don't really care about your happiness or satisfaction. One of my recent not-so-service experiences was with one of the big-box home improvement stores. Although I spoke with the manager of the store of the issues I experienced and even their head of corporate for customer service, the problems I had really did not seem to, to be a big issue to them. And I sent them, I sent, originally I looked to their corporate to send them a, an email. And if you want to read the exact email, I have it on smartstartmoney.com under a, a similar article for this podcast. But I sent them an email and after taking the time to to send the email, talking, getting a response, and then finally talking to their corporate customer service, the head of their corporate customer service, the issues I had really didn't go anywhere. It was really more of a, a fluff call, uh, so to speak. You know, they, they called and they said, oh, we're so sorry. We're going to use this as a training experience. And there, there really wasn't anything to, to come out of it as far as, you know, what can we do to make you a happy customer? We want to make sure that you continue shopping at our store. Nothing of that that matter. And if you want to read the the details of the issue, you can go to the website at smartstartmoney.com and look for an article similar to to this podcast. You can find a link for the, the exact email in there. If you're having a problem with the customer service, you may even want to use that as a general template for responding and sending something to their, their corporate customer service. It's not just the one bad customer service experience I had with a big box store recently. This seems to be the new normalcy in many cases I've found. You know, at least it's been, it has been my experience. And from my research, the same issues appear to be happening for an increasing number of consumers. The customer service issues are not only a problem for, for big retailers, it would seem today. Being just a customer service issue with big national stores and an acceptable metric is something that I've personally almost just come to expect, but it's not just a problem with big public companies. Small business owners also appear to be having a difficult time providing any type of quality customer service any longer. And I feel this is due to many of the smaller business owners also having to cut the number of people that are dedicated to their customer service in order to try and compete with the larger companies and the race for the lowest price. Just to use another example here, and I'm going to go off on a bit of a rant for a minute because this one really got to me. And this is a story recently, an experience I had with a plumbing issue in my house. And they try to charge me for the time to have a part delivered in addition to bringing the incorrect part the first time. Now you think about this. I remember the situation as I was waiting for the part for my gas hot water heater. And I was told, well, the part's going to be delivered. And I was also told that I was going to be charged by the hour. So I figured, well, I'll be charged when they get the part and they start putting it in. But no, Come to find out after the guy called the for the part, he was just sitting in his truck smoking cigarettes and it was during rush hour. And I walked out there and I said, are you charging me for the time that you're sitting in here waiting for the part? And he said, why? Yes, I am. Now, how can anyone think in their right mind that I'm going to pay for someone to just sit in a van and be waiting for a part to deliver? That's probably going to take close to an hour 
at the time of the day waiting for it to be delivered. How, how can anybody think that's even, even acceptable? Not to mention when they came, it was the incorrect part. And to make a long story short here, I eventually talked to the owner who didn't charge me anything for the previous day. Of course, that wasn't offered until I called and had to complain. But it, it just really, it's a lack of any type of customer service. Not to mention when the guy finally did put the part in, he tried to charge me even more than the uh, the owner of the business told me I was going to be charged. So there were just a lot of things going on there. And there was never any, oh, you know, what, what can we do to keep you as a customer or anything like that? It was, well, we made, you know, this is what we'll do. And it, it really was just quite frustrating to say the least. And I, I definitely won't be using that plumbing company again. And it's one I've been using for several years around where I live. And they've had a, a good reputation for a long time and it's just gone downhill. Another instance I had recently was an air conditioning system I purchased almost probably three years ago now. And I paid quite a bit of money for this top of the line air conditioning system. Not to mention it was through a friend of mine, through someone that he knew. Against my better judgment at the time, I purchased the extended warranty. I live in Florida. We have, you know, in the summertime, that's the last thing you want to do is have your air conditioning go out. So I got a 10-year parts and five years worth of labor for this air conditioner. And I was told the work would be honored by anyone because it's under the AC manufacturer. The first two years I've had this air conditioner, I've had nothing but problems with components burning out on them and having to be replaced. The last time I called, they canceled a appointment on me. And then it was a no-show for the second appointment. And they couldn't tell me when the guy was going to be here. So I called another company. Now, the other company did come out and service the air conditioner, and they weren't very happy when I told them I had the labor warranty. They were expecting to charge for labor, at least. So they did reluctantly. They put in the part and didn't charge me anything. And recently, I had another problem with this AC heating system, and I called the same company that came out previously. That was not the original company that put the air in, and they said they could no longer honor the no charge for labor warranty because the last time they submitted the charge to the company, to the manufacturer of the air conditioner, the manufacturer did not honor any labor. So it comes to question, what good is this warranty that I got with the air conditioner if no one wants to fix it? And come to find out from the second company that came out that I had fixed the, the air that didn't want to do it again is under these warranties, the companies do not get paid as much when something goes wrong. So on that idea, why would a company want to come out and not make much money to service anything under a warranty? So when you buy a warranty for a lot of things, you need to understand that once you've paid for whatever you're paying for, they don't want to honor any type of warranty. They will look for a way to get out of it. And with just about anything, if you look at the all of the uh, the type in any type of of warranty contract, there's so many things in there where they can get out of a warranty. Now, for a lot of smaller businesses, it, it, it seems once the check is cashed, there doesn't seem to be any more care for the customer. As the small business has to compete with much larger companies and lower margins today, they're, they're very often ignoring their customer service issues to turn a profit and stay open. Now, when I got into doing some research 
on this subject of no service and customer service, I did find some very interesting information and there's some cautionary statistics for companies and their customer service. If you own a company and you're listening to this podcast, these are some things you, you, you want to pay attention to. Although not all companies have terrible customer service, it appears that many of them have a growing issue with providing a good experience. Most businesses, and particularly the larger big retailers, are not oblivious to the issues. However, they are not paying attention very closely. And they should be. And I'm going to give you some reasons and some facts and statistics to keep in mind here. First, it it costs a lot more money to acquire new customers compared to keeping the ones you already have. So if you are a business that has terrible customer service, that's something that you need to keep in mind is it's, it's a lot less expensive to keep your current customers than it is to get new ones. Another interesting thing I found is a study by New Voice Media showed that 47% of consumers would recommend a business to other people if it provided a better customer service experience. So as you know, a lot of companies, especially smaller businesses, a lot of them are word of mouth. And if 47% of consumers would recommend a business because they had a good experience, then treating your customers good is something that you need to pay attention to. 42% of the respondents in the same study left a business as a result of poor customer service. So this comes back to keeping your current customers. If a customer has a bad experience, there is a good chance they're going to leave. Another publication I found by PwC showed that one in three consumers say they would walk away from a brand that that they liked after one bad experience. So even though you may have had a customer for a long time, if someone is a longtime customer and they have a terrible experience, it's possible they they could leave and not come back. And these are just a a few of the things to keep in mind when it comes to providing quality customer service. There are many more, but those are some important ones to keep in the back of your head. Another thing here is it's not always about price. Today's businesses are very competitive due to the shopping options, either locally or online. For many companies, the race is always for the lowest price to attract customers. However, studies have shown everything is not always about the price. Another PwC study that I found showed that great customer experiences can actually pay off with a 16% price premium on products and services. So if you're a business that provides exceptional service to its customers, there's a good chance you could even charge a little bit more money and those customers will stick around. I'm probably one of those people where I don't mind paying a little bit more if it's a good experience. Being loyal to the customer and providing great service, it it can actually pay off. There are people, like I said, like me, that will pay slightly more for a better experience. With the decreasing care for good customer service, it might be easy to assume more people might decide to choose a good experience over price. Now, what can you do about a terrible customer experience? Even though much larger and some small companies have decided to let their customer service no longer be of any service, there are some things that you can do and technology is definitely on our side as consumers. You just need to use the tools available 
and make enough noise. And this will sometimes get a response. Now, the internet might put service actually back in customer service somewhat. When it comes to large and small companies that have poor service, social media, it really is and can be the great equalizer. Companies have started to recognize this, and some of the big ones even have people monitoring social media platforms for problems. If you have an issue with a company and they refuse to resolve that problem, blast it on Facebook, Twitter, and any place else you can think of. Visit the social media page of the company and leave a review. Look up the business owner on the company's website and send an email. Leave a review on other sites like Yelp and Google. Also, you can make a complaint to the Better Business Bureau if you can't get a resolution. Complain to the state for a service as well that might be licensed. All of these suggestions that I just mentioned might get you a response if you're not getting any customer service. And this is particularly the case with smaller companies that really rely on their reputation and word of mouth. Now, the example I used earlier was a big box retailer store. And unfortunately, I most likely fell into one of their acceptable percentages of a customer not being happy. That's part of the problem with the technology, with especially the big businesses, is they use all these metrics that statistically just figure out, all right, well, not everyone's going to be happy. So we're going to be happy with this many customers not being happy. For many companies, large and small, the race for the lowest price and the bottom line do appear to have really hurt the customer service experience. When it comes to providing a positive customer experience, profits have unquestionably been put above a positive customer experience. And this is especially the case for large companies that answer to their shareholders and use metrics for acceptable, unhappy consumers. The technology that increasingly is replacing people for customer service is helping, but it's also hurting in a major way. More businesses should really start to focus more on the long-term quality of their customer service rather than the short-term monetary gains. And if they don't, customers will eventually turn to another place to purchase the things they need, and they will likely even pay a little more for it. I'm curious to know what your experience with customer service is today. When you go out and buy things, if you're shopping somewhere, especially the big box retailers, do you feel that customer service has declined compared to several years ago, 10 years ago? It just seems to me that there is no more service in customer service. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com. Join me on the next podcast as I talk about robo-advisors. What is a robo-advisor and should you trust a robot with your money?